ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ All right, let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to What in the World? Oh, we're doing this again. Yes, it is a party today. Oh, it's a good time. We're talking about our favorite place. Holland. Venezuela. Holland, Venezuela. Yep. That's. I'm pretty uh, sure. I, I'm pretty sure that's a real place. I'm pretty sure that is the country that the state of Venezuela is in. Yes. And the state of Venezuela is then split up into... Cities. Yeah, that's my my favorite. Uh, is a horseradish Holland Venezuela sauce. That that's your recipe. Holland, yes. Uh, Holland days in Diaz. I Holla, think we, Holland Diaz sauce. I think we actually have another recipe coming Ooh. later in the episode. Uh oh. If my recollection of the notes I did last night while watching the Olympics are correct. So you've been in the Olympics. I fucking are you celebrating the world. I watch the Olympics religiously. Nice. It has cut into my productivity the past couple weeks. Oh, wow. Because I, I, I fucking love it. The Winter Olympics in particular are my favorite Olympics. That so. is a bold stance to take. Nope. <laughs> and tonight is the beginning of the women's individual figure skating competition, mm. which is, yeah, it is. Mwah, yeah, the, the finest Olympic yeah, competition. Yeah. Mm. Freestyle swimming is pretty great, too. But I like that's I like synchronized swimming myself. That's stupid. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa! You don't like America, buddy? It's the ice dancing of melted you're ice. You're goddamn right, it is. Garbage. You're welcome. I hate it. You're you're a disgusting. I mean, man. I could probably get into it if I watched it long enough. I watched curling the other night and was like, oh yeah, I'm into I get this. It. I get it now. Yeah, uh, I, I totally get curling. I like that the first Russian doping scandal of the Olympics is a curler. Ooh, it's like what. Was he injecting what, what, fucking Miller High Life? Yeah, what was he on? Mountain Dew Volt? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what drug helps you curl better. You can't have that much caffeine uh, per regulations, Cletus. He's definitely a, a, a Korean named Cletus that curls. <laughs> Come on. I think it was it. Alex Schmidt who told me about it, and he said it was a drug that is prescribed for heart attacks. So I hope Russia just comes out and is like, hey. He was having a heart attack, baby. Hey, man, but that's, that's how dedicated he was. <laughs> like, we what? We've seen Paul Pierce be carried off the court and return triumphantly. Right. You know, like, we love a good redemption slash recovery from an injury story. Yeah. So, why wouldn't we cheer for a man who had a heart attack while curling? Redemption and, and recovery, that's a story we love. Yeah. And hopefully. With us revisiting Venezuela, it's been so many months. Things, oh, no, it's already fixed, right? We, I bet things are going great. You guys remember when we talked about Venezuela on this podcast, we solved it. Yeah, we, we had some it. recommendations. So we they, had some suggestions. I'm sure they've been implemented, and things are probably yeah, so hunky-dory. This, luckily, this episode is going to be a quick, short one. We're just going to say, hey, guys, we fixed it. Venezuela is solved. and then It's going to run talk. through a bunch of upsides. And then you know what we should do? Watch some clips of the Miss Universe pageant. We should. Yeah, just watch a few clips for, for research purposes, not to be creepy, just guys. Just for research. Thank you. Just because we put it in slow motion and uh, turn the lights down, 
Well, we like the a lights cinem- were down anyway. Cinematic atmosphere, okay? Me and Quincy prefer an intimate recording atmosphere. Yeah, yeah we do. It's very dark in here right now. Burn a candle, take your shirt off. However you feel comfortable, record, record, bro. We're under the stars at 1.40 p.m. Oh, yeah, always, always. It's beautiful in here. We actually record in Alaska, so the sun never rises. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at the first thing in the notes. Uh-oh. Annual inflation in Venezuela hits 4,000%. <laughs> Raise the Woo! roof. That's what I'm talking about, right? That's we, the good direction, right? Up. Oh, and, shit. No, that's the bad Oh, wait. Way. Is that... You know what? A lot of people in Venezuela have taken up hiking, and their feet are getting inflammation. No, that's ele- elevate. Oh, that's inflammation. Yeah, annual inflammation is Inflate, up support. That in, means that means people are exercising. Venezuela's inflate. in shape. Yes, we did it, guys. Inflation is the cost of things, like basic things. Oh. So... What this actually means is prices in Venezuela over the past 12 months have actually risen. To be specific, I know this audience likes specifics. Specificity. 4,068% in the last 12 months. We're creating jobs, right? That's the economy is growing, right? That's. I think it's the opposite. I think the economy is shrinking rapidly. Okay, wait a second. So wait, let me. I want to make sure I got this clear because I once was denied sex from a young lady because my air mattress didn't have enough inflation. Is am I wrong about this here? They're kind of the same thing. Venezuela's being so there weren't enough Venezuelans in my air mattress. Is what you're trying to say? Is that is that they could use some more air in their mattress? Okay, absolutely. Okay, Okay. gotcha. One of the craziest things, this is from an article on Reuters, which is, uh, all of these articles are from this month. So all of this news has broken out about Venezuela, probably because of Rex Tillerson. We'll get to that in a minute. But one of the things they point out in this article, prices for essential goods in Venezuela could double every 35 Days. Well, you know what? That's like Vegas, baby. Win, win, win. Double up. Double. You double down, and you double up. Like man, it's. I wonder if it is benefiting people who are selling stuff because it lit like. Oh God, yes. Because there's gonna be like this insanely wealthy class of people that can still afford to live under these conditions. Well, anybody who is in Maduro's pocket. Right. Right. I. I sometimes I still feel like he's. People are going to have to go back and listen to our lab. How many episodes have we done about Venezuela now? Three? We are so far ahead of this story. I'm so sorry. We're so sorry, guys. We're so sorry to predict the future that's right there in your face. We didn't mean to. But I still feel like Maduro is in this weird spot where the military wants him to keep this system in place because it's benefiting them. Oh, most definitely. They're the ones who are able to get rich from profiting from it. And... He has to keep them happy, otherwise there's going to be a coup. Well, there there was recently, I, don't, I can't say recently, a few months ago, there was a robbery of a military installation in Venezuela, and a lot of weapons went missing, but the story is it was an inside job, and the military just stockpiled weapons just in case they have to, Yeah. If in, in case they got to go with Maduro and they need backup. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And what's happening there financially is so insane, like that... Prices doubling every 35 days. I bought, I know this isn't an essential good, but I bought a coffee at Starbucks this morning for $3.50. definitely not an essential good. Not at all. So imagine 70 days from now, that $3.50 coffee is $14. It's actually- Like in the span of two months, and then it's $28 the next month. That's what we call gentrification. That's pretty much- 
as soon as as soon as an artisan ex- coffee coffee shop opens up <laughs> in this neighborhood, then your coffee will be fourteen dollars. It's accelerated gentrification for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's crazy because the exchange rate for what's the what's their their money the bolivar the bolivar the bolivar the bolivar the bolivar the, the, the their blah blah blah. I challenge money. you to a bolivar. <laughs> Uh, can I get a Bolivar for the table? <laughs> sounds elegant, you know. It sounds like a delicious dip. Sounds like a sandwich that and, uh, would be dipped in. Something oh, and fried. Uh, for legal purposes, I have to announce, guys. The only reason Adam drank Starbucks coffee is because the FDA is holding up the release of the release of back black keep black, black peat roast. I can't even get it out yeah. right now. I'm so I'm so upset. Black Pete Roast was going to be our new coffee product that we released. It was all Venezuelan coffee, yeah. by the way. Yeah. You know, we we were we were trying to stimulate the economy down there because everything's so cheap and you can just get the beans for free because people oh, are starving. Oh, we were pilfering that place. I mean, yes, people are starving. Not our fault. We're trying to do our part. But how do you think we keep this podcast network afloat? Thank you. You we, honestly we, think the Patreon subscriptions alone? No, we have interventions in foreign countries of that course we, we profit do. from. Of course, richly. We do. Yeah. So we can do this in our spare time. We got we got unpops oil money. We got unpops sand money. We got money. Money. Unpops. Unpops vanilla coming very Come soon. Come at us if you need some. <laughs> You'll have to find us in person though. And also, don't ask us for money. <laughs> but also, thank you for subscribing on Patreon. We yes, love you all. We do appreciate that. We will keep asking for your money because we appreciate it very much. Uh, so yeah, the the banking and the communications infrastructure there is broken down basically to the mm-hmm. point where just even exchanging money for things has become very difficult. Yeah. In Venezuela, the government raised the minimum wage forty percent. In January. Oh, well, thank you. That sounds like a really good yeah, thing. Yeah, McDonald's are getting 15 bucks an hour. Let's raise 40 more percent. Right. Let's go. Uh, uh, uh. Good job, government. But because of inflation and the insane disparity in what their money is worth, that makes the average minimum wage in Venezuela approximately $1 a month. Month. $1 a month. $1 a month. Or I read, uh, I read it put another way, a few British pounds a month. <laughs> I don't remember what the exact uh, so now this rate is was. again just just spitballing here. But if the average income is a buck a month, what are they charging for drugs out there? That's the thing. I feel like it's one of those situations. Well, actually, we did talk about. I think it was on an episode of What in the World. We talked about what's happening with opioids mm-hmm. in places like this because the opioid crisis isn't just here. It's definitely in Venezuela and everywhere else, too. And it's the same thing. Like, they don't have drugs. There's no... Actually, no. That was... What episode did we talk about that on? I I, I do way too many of those drugs that I'm trying to buy from Venezuela Now right I now. feel super racist because I think it was the Puerto Rico episode. <laughs> Uh, probably, but I'm sure it's a problem. And well, that's the thing. Medicine in general is hard to come by in Venezuela. Yeah. It's that's the thing. This isn't like, oh, they can't get iPhones now. No, it's they can't buy milk. They can't buy bread. And, they can't buy, you know. And the shitty, the shittiest part is, and I know we discussed this on a previous episode, but because of the way, uh, fuck, I'm I'm going to blank here. Who was Maduro's predecessor? Chavez. The way Chavez set up the economy when they were balling out of control with oil money they they were importing so many so much stuff they killed manufacturing in right. their own country yeah so not only is 
uh, food or, you know, flour, bread, things like that hard to come by, no one is making those goods anymore anyway. Right. No one's making those goods. And the United States and a bunch of other countries are actively trying to prevent other nations Sanctions. from sending all those kinds goods. of Human rights violations, guys. We're gonna yeah. when we talk about Rex, we'll get into those. Let's yeah. not let's not jump the gun. But I'm so happy that they've uh, shown their beautiful face in this episode already. Yeah, he'll he'll be coming up. So somehow this is. I mean, I'm sure it didn't just start, but somehow to the credit of the Venezuelan people, mm-hmm. it's just this year that looting has become a really huge problem. Mm-hmm. where people are now just going to grocery stores and taking everything and distributing it among the people because no one can afford to buy shit anymore. Yeah. And, and that's also, uh, which is another good thing about access to information, people were aware very quickly of the disparaging prices that Maduro's lackeys were paying for goods right. compared to what they were charging the people to right. distribute them. And because that information got out so quickly, it it didn't take, like you said, it didn't take forever. Yeah. It took it took a year, but once people found out, it was like, well, we can't deal with this. And now right. Ma- Maduro is less popular than he's ever been. Right. But he's got to keep got to keep man, that military happy. A, he is in a tough spot, man. Yeah. But during the first eleven days of January, the Venezuelan Observatory for Social Conflict, whatever that is. Uh, oh, it's a Caracas rights group, said Adam in the notes <laughs> immediately after that. Uh, recorded 107 episodes of lootings and several deaths in 19 of Venezuela's 23 states. Yeah. What's going on in those other four states? <laughs> Living it up. Hey, those those are the four states where Maduro's people are at. So, you know, yeah, law and order. Yeah, those are the, the, the nice side of town. These are, this is according to an article on The Guardian. These are some recent headlines from Venezuela. Or, or basically, not headlines, but these are some recent stories that came out of Venezuela. Mm-hmm. On Margarita Island, dozens of people waded into the ocean and forced their way aboard a fishing boat, making off with its catch of sardines. Uh, in the city of Maracay, just west of Caracas, thieves broke into a veterinary school, stole two pregnant thoroughbred horses, and slaughtered them for meat. And in a wet, a recent video from the western state of Merida shows a group of people cornering a cow before stoning it to death as bystanders yell, the people are hungry! Well, that cow should have been wearing its burqa. I'm sorry. Like, you just don't go out in a, st- in a very strict Muslim state like Venezuela yeah, as, yeah. A, as a female cow. I mean, that's a lady. Are we, are, we, are we not in agreement here that that cow was a lady? Yeah. Then she needs to follow Muslim rules. Yeah, what did that cow do <laughs> to provoke that what crowd? What did that cow moo? Okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, folks. Oh, yes! I'm, I'm ashamed of myself for that one. No, that was pretty, pretty great. So the government has taken some... I mean, this is the kind of thing, we'll hear this, and initially it's going to sound really funny. The, the government, they've set up a ministry of urban farming, and they're encouraging people to grow tomatoes and raise chickens on their patio... And another campaign is encouraging people to raise rabbits for food. Okay, now you're just raising a nation of serial killers. This is a quote from Freddie Bernal, urban farm minister. We need people to understand that a rabbit is not a pet. It's two and a half kilos of meat. Kilos. I like that measurement. I like I like everything to be in cocaine measurements. Well, that's how the entire world works, except need, us. Hey, hey, I need a, I need a brick of turkey. <laughs> 
And let me get I a, mean, let me get a Quailu a squirrel. That's the kind of thing that seems silly and funny, but also that's pretty. Things are pretty fucking desperate in Venezuela. If your government is well, saying, "Hey, start raising and eating," rabbits. have you have you seen how rabbits fuck? Hey, can I can I just uh, for the record say? If we're going to lose our goddamn minds in this country about farm to table food, then the Venezuelan government's just trying to get the get the drop on gentrification of their their nation. That's true. That's it. They're just trying and to The thing is, it's not like people don't eat rabbit. Yeah. Like it's not huge here, but mm-hmm. rabbits a, a a thing. I had a rabbit eat. sausage at worst cooch a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You fucking monster. <laughs> How dare you? I had rattlesnake too. We inflation is not at four thousand percent. Oh, you ate a rattlesnake too? Yeah, that's cool. Okay, did it have spiders? Because if you're eating rattlesnake and spiders, you're just I don't ask doing for God's the, work. I don't ask for the secret ingredients, but whatever gave it that snap, thank you. Sir. Yeah, you know, they're probably little, ground up in a little, a little like ground spices. mustard on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but man, that's sad to yeah. think about when the government has to say, "Hey, uh, we don't know. Maybe start eating rabbits." But I mean, that would that would that could be something that happens in this country. Oh, how, absolutely. How many people know how to grow their own food right now? If like if if the bombs started dropping and the the, the yeah. grocery stores were looted, how many people actually can grow their own food? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's definitely a, a thing. And I'm not saying it's something that you definitely need to know, but you kind of need to know. Yeah, I like how the notion of being prepared for a disaster has become a thing we mock people for. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, this guy's got a bunch of bottled water in his closet. What a psycho. Oh, man. I used to watch, uh, it was on TLC. It was just about people who were ready for the apocalypse. And they always had, like, here's, yeah. your, here's my prep. Here's my go bag. Here's all this. Here's all. And I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense if you live in a place where the majority of your time is spent in a home area. Yeah. But anyone who lives in a metropolitan city, there's like a... 80% chance you won't be anywhere near your house when shit goes down. And because of the amount of people in the city, you're not going to be able to make it back to your provisions. Right. So, like, so you keep you, them in your trunk. But but now you look like a maniac. Well, yeah. You're driving around with MREs, the shotgun, that girl you kidnapped <laughs> just in case you got to repopulate. Like, that's a lot. And I drive is, Uber. Like, I got to explain all that to every passenger. Pre- I'm, I'm always impressed that you fit all that in your trunk. So just a reminder for people, we've done a bunch of episodes about this, but just kind of a high overview of what's going on there. The the government blames the U.S. and the opposition party for waging economic war against Venezuela. And that, they say, is the cause of all their problems. They're not totally totally wrong. wrong. But the okay. problem, mm-hmm. the opposition blames currency controls that have been in place for more than 15 years now as the cause of all their problems. And the thing is, they're not entirely wrong. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's because just to kind of explain those currency controls, when they were living high on the hog and had all this oil money, corruption was rampant. Of course it was. So they put these currency controls in place to stem that tide a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it worked. But then once the oil market started crashing, what those currency controls became was a way for the people in power to profit, even though everything was crashing around them. Mm -hmm. And now that's the military. Those are the people who Maduro needs to keep from 
alienating yeah. so they don't launch a coup against mm-hmm. him. The, the same way Chavez controlled the economy to keep the people happy, Maduro's right. having to control the economy, but in an opposite way to keep the military happy. Right, to keep the military happy, but also because he has to do that, it makes it really easy for us to just kind of choke Venezuela out without mm-hmm. doing that much, just by imposing sanctions and saying, you can't, if you're a country that trades with the United States, you can't send essential goods to Venezuela, mm-hmm. which is a horrific thing for us to do in this situation, no matter how corrupt that country may or may not be. And it is, it obviously is, we'll talk about it in a little bit. The people keeping that system in place are definitely corrupt. Mm-hmm. And the problem is Maduro is in a spot where he's really in a no-win situation, uh, at least if he wants to keep power. Until the Chinese buy him out. <laughs> exactly. And mm-hmm. it's it's close to that right now. And so to for more details on that, listen to our past Venezuela episodes. Mm-hmm. Some of them are free. Some of them are on Patreon. Maybe you should subscribe and go learn some shit about oh, world events. Oh, challenge accepted, biatches. Right? Hmm. So, of course, uh, one of the things that's happening in Venezuela as a result of all this, they have a raging refugee crisis. Basically, yeah, uh, Fuji's had a really great album. We've talked about this on several podcasts. Uh, yes. Yeah. And it's just now getting to Venezuela and people can't buy it oh, because it's like the inflation. Yeah. It's like 150,000 bolivars. Totally worth it, though. Which is like $18, which is like <laughs> a year and a half's minimum wage salary. But if you don't act now by the next year, it's going to be a million dollar album. Right. Yeah. But just know there's not another one coming. So you have time to catch up <laughs> on their catalog. Uh, pull, your, pull yourself up by your bootstrap so you can hear Wyclef and Praz. <laughs> Damn so, it. Uh, hundreds of thousands of refugees have been fleeing into Colombia and Brazil. Colombia alone. For Carnival. Oh, I'm sorry. Colombia alone. I mean, that's got to be part of it. Yeah. Colombia alone has taken in 500,000 refugees legally, like people who have moved there legally. And they estimate like another 500,000 people are in Colombia illegally. Okay. So that's to their credit that they're at least taking people in. And this is why we got to build that wall. Go exactly. on. Well, it's that's the thing. They've taken in so many people, and so has Brazil, which we've done episodes about Brazil. That place is a nightmare economically. They're now sending troops to their borders to make sure no one else can come in. Yeah, we got to protect Colombia, Ohio. Wrong. Nope. Nope. No. Wait. That's country, not why, South, South South American country. That's not why we're building the wall in Ohio to keep the Brazilians out of Columbus. Oh, nope. Columbus. Columbus. Ah. Uh, yeah. Guys, I apologize. To- totally different. My bad. My bad. So the yeah, that's that's a thing that's happening in Venezuela now. There's this massive refugee crisis, as you would expect. And that's, oh, and can you can you wait? I'm sorry, I can't wait until we get those reports from Brazilians going Brazil first. Oh yeah, we have an we have a refugee crisis on our hands. And the thing is, there are a lot of countries bordering Venezuela that already are pretty unhappy. What it's going to do? It's just going to put more pressure on Maduro to step down mm-hmm. because Brazil and Colombia both have come out publicly and been like, "Hey, this is Maduro's." fault Mm -hmm. like this is your policies that are causing this your continued policies even after we have marched and complained right and it's going to reach a breaking point where yes they are going to send troops and 
Then what? Are they going to start shooting people who come across from Venezuela? They've already done that. They probably I'm, I'm have. I'm pretty sure they've already yeah, done I'm that. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened. I, I, officially, I can't say they've done that, but I'm pretty sure they've already done that. It, it, it has to have happened. So to give you an idea just a little more of how much of a nightmare Venezuela has become, kidnappings are now way out of control in Venezuela. Earlier this month, Anna Soto, the mother of Pittsburgh Pirates catcher Elias Diaz, was kidnapped while chatting with friends in her hometown of Maracaibo in western Venezuela. this is why you never give out personal information on AOL chat. Or go outside. Well, yeah. Why why would you go outside? Yeah. What's out there for you? This, uh... What's exciting about these is special forces almost always tracks these people down and rescues them. So it's like people are kidnapping, but they're too fucking weak from being hungry to pull it off that well. (laughs) I think that's got to be... Or they're like... Because, you know, if you don't we were, eat, we, you start, like, your yeah, thoughts start getting all discombobulated. What happened? Well, we were going to tie Anna Soto up, but we needed to eat the rope, so. <laughs> we just had exactly. to let her go. She she started walking at a brisk pace, and we didn't have enough energy to, to, to run her down, so her she got away. kid's got money. What can we do? <laughs> She's well-fed and he sends had vitamins. Her food. That's why we kidnapped her. And what's crazy... Uh, special forces tracked her down to the home of a police officer what? where she was being held. Five of the six people arrested were police officers in the Zulia State Police Force. Sounds like an inside job. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Oh. That's an inside good. job, Eagle. <laughs> inside job, Eagle. A spinoff of Intensity Eagle. I like it. Yeah. Like got, he's, like a, he's an eagle in a suit with glasses for some reason, <laughs> holding yeah. a briefcase. While and then he also, takes the glasses off, and you're like, oh, shit, you're that intensity guy. intensity eagle. Oh, no. So uh, kidnapping. New flavor justice juice. Okay. <laughs> like I said, kidnappings have increased in Venezuela. Last year, the 15-year-old son of basketball player Juan Manayure, okay. I'm trying my best to not pronounce that as manure, <laughs> uh, was kidnapped and killed while in Venezuela ooh, for Christmas. Glad ooh. I made that joke about his Well, nobody's name. ever heard of Juan Manure, so sorry. If it was LeBron Manure, maybe they would have cared. Sorry, yeah, they just sorry. said basketball. That's a terrible thing to say about a dead 15-year-old. I apologize. They just said basketball player. Like, yeah. I need more. It's like a dude that just plays pickup games at the park. Yeah. <laughs> Does he play for, like, the, the Flint Spiders? <laughs> Or something like that. No, no, he's just he just plays basketball by himself. <laughs> just he's just the basketball Video player. Yeah, yeah, stuff like EA Sports. So let's talk about Rex. Oh, sexy Rexy, sexy Rexy. It's not a Venezuela episode if we don't bring up sexy Rexy, baby. Oh, guys, have you ever wanted to be covered in dirty oil? Mm. Talk to sexy Rexy. Come to sexy Rexy this weekend for a <laughs> sexy Rexy. <laughs> What would be in a sexy Rexy if that was a drink? I say oil and gold flakes. Oil schlager. Oil schlager? Oil schlager. Okay, okay. I like that. I like that. I, I was thinking more of a of a of a crude a crude martini. Uh you know, it could be made with gas, like in Nigeria. Okay. They sometimes drink jet fuel. Ooh. For alcohol because uh why not? <laughs> You know, it's there. Why not drink it? I mean, it's it. It sounds delicious. It's a little a shot of jet fuel in my drink. I like to imagine it's like the Mountain Dew of running email scams. Like they're just sitting in front of a computer you know all day pounding jet fuel so they can stay awake. That's to- gonna that's gonna be our new energy drink. 
Intensity Eagles Energy Drink. Jet Fuel. Cororo. That's what they call it. <laughs> Cororo Jet Fuel. <laughs> A division of black are you, crunch. Are you feeling down? Uh, do you think you don't have enough energy to listen to 37 podcasts in a day? Jet fuel. Cororo. It gives you engines. Ooh. So Rex recently was speaking at the University of Texas, and he said this, uh, speaking about Maduro. Okay. If the kitchen gets a little too hot for him, I'm sure that he's got some friends over in Cuba that could give him a nice hacienda on the beach. In the history of Venezuela and South American countries, it is oftentimes that the military is the agent of change when things are so bad and the leadership can no longer serve the people. Mm. So he's basically saying, maybe there's going to be a coup in Venezuela. And that's like that. That's our secretary of state basically saying, oh, there's there might be a coup and we're not going to do anything. We yeah, kind of hope mean, it happens. I mean, look, who are we to in, in, interfere in international Oh no! No, who are we? That, that's, we would never. That's Venezuela's problem. We got we got to solve America's problems. Yeah, exactly. There's there's shootings in this country we have to ignore. That takes effort. Yeah, yeah. So he also warned about China. Like this sounds like the '80s. He warned about China and Russia increasing their presence in Latin America and said China's quote state-led model of development end quote drains resources from Latin American countries and benefits mainly the Chinese people. Isn't that what we do? That's exactly what we do. We go into countries and we drain their shit for our own benefit. Like that, but he's speaking to a bunch of people in well, Texas. They're well, probably if, fucking oil people. Well, if we did it first, who said who, fuck the Chinese for uh, for stealing our swag? Yeah, exactly. That's copyright infringement, Style okay? jacking is what they're you know, doing. What you do, you go you go to Latin America, you get resources, and then you give back to the people. That's what you do. You don't right. do what we do. Yeah, he also USA, added... USA. I'm sorry. I got very patriotic right there. I was <laughs> about to take a knee for the national anthem or whatever. That Fergie singing. Oh, <laughs> fucking thing. So he also said this, no irony at all. Latin America does not need new imperial powers that seek only to benefit their own people. Meanwhile... Isn't that exactly what they... Meanwhile, we are propping up the opposition party to topple your government so you'll give us more of your oil. What the fuck, Rex? Hey, look, do as I say, not as I do. That's pretty much the rule of thumb here. This is He's, a, he's just governing by dad law. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, it feels like it. Don't ever drink beers. Dad, I just saw you drink two beers in the garage and you snuck them because you told mom there was no beer in the house. Well, I'm dad. Yeah. I can do that. Why, are you, why aren't you reading? Read more, and then that's it. That's pretty much how dads work. <laughs> and the thing is, he's right. There, there could be a coup. It, it, it's a thing. The last coup, attempted coup in Venezuela, happened in two thousand two. So mm. that's just over a decade and a half ago. And it was when Chavez was president. He'd been in office for about four years since December nineteen ninety eight. Interesting side note about Chavez. I didn't know this. Before his election, presidential races and presidential politics in general had been dominated by a white elite class of politicians. Mm -hmm. This is according to Julia Buxton, author of The Failure of Political Reform in Venezuela. Chavez was of mixed indigenous heritage. Uh oh. So he's like their Obama in some ways. And he comes into office, and the first thing he does is says, Hey, let's nationalize this oil and give more of the profits let's to the let people. Everybody eat. Right. Yes. And boy, did we not like that. <laughs> Almost immediately, like that became 
for his first few years in office, that was the point of contention, was that he wanted to nationalize some of this oil industry and use it to make Venezuela a better place to live for people. What are what you a monster. thinking? Oh, no. What a fucking monster. The, the, and he had the nerve to criticize George W. Bush. I, I, If I've said it once, I said it again. I, I just don't have tolerance in my heart for monsters like this. Exactly, yeah. He wants to help his people? At the expense of corporate profits. Oh, what the dude? Are, okay, can you not use this language in my ears? I'm, yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm trying to live a better lifestyle, and you're just using all this profanity. It's What's like wrong he's with acting you? like the United States doesn't even exist. Oh, this mother! Like you need to take us into account when you make decisions that better the situation for people in your country, especially when we're trying to exploit your. Resources, most yeah. abundant resource for our own personal gain. You yeah, mother, you bastard. I'm see, I'm seething. Yeah, seething right now. And as you'd expect, the the ruling class that had been in power before, this is a big point of contention for them. So eventually, a coup breaks out in 2002. The military rounds up Chavez, flies him to an offshore military base, and a new president swears himself in, and immediately. Millions of people who voted for Chavez in completely democratic elections, they voted this man into office, mm -hmm. they take to the streets to protest, and within 48 hours he was reinstated as president. This is another quote. It's something like a Hollywood movie. He comes back in a helicopter at night, and the people are waiting for him, and he says, here I am, go to sleep, I'm here, I'm president again. That's beautiful, man. So... That makes me bring into question, we've really painted Chavez in the American press as quite the monster. Oh, yeah. He's a terrible, terrible human rights violating dictator. And it seems like that all started around the time he started taking oil back for the people of Venezuela. Well, I'm, I'm sorry if we're concerned about the cholesterol levels of a country, but if you're using that much oil to cook your food, you're going to get heart disease. Yeah. You know, I'm, we're, we're trying to get these guys on a more uh, holistic diet. Grow, grow. We, that's why we forced them to start growing their own tomatoes. Exactly. It's a little tough love, but Michelle Obama wants gardens, so we gave them gardens. Yeah. You don't need oil profits. You need more rabbits. Thank you. It's what you need. How are you going to feed those rabbits? With the carrots you're growing in your garden. Exactly. Stimulates the Circle economy. Of life. Stimulates itself. Circle of life. Now we're all eating <laughs> rabbit every day. So what's interesting is Venezuela has a. I'm making a prediction. Things from a U.S. being really mad at Venezuela standpoint. Mm -hmm are probably going to get a lot more intense right around my birthday. Okay. Which is March 20th. Uh-oh. Because... Right around the corner, guys. Make sure you send out a gift or a yeah. tweet or a card. Please. Yeah. I'm, I'm only human. <laughs> I like your birthday wishes as much as anyone. Uh, what happens on March 20th is the cryptocurrency that Venezuela has set up goes on sale to the public. Ooh. And what they're doing, basically, we actually, this week's episode of Unpopular Opinion is about cryptocurrency and cryptocurrency Ponzi schemes. So go listen to that to hear Connor McSpadden explain cryptocurrency like he's giving a TED Talk. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, 
but basically what they're doing is they they've set up this cryptocurrency called Petro, mm-hmm. P E T R O, and every Petro coin is backed by an actual barrel of oil that you can then take and sell on the oil market. And the way sanctions work, all oil right now is traded in US dollars. Mm-hmm. So if we put sanctions on an oil-producing nation, it means all of our trading partners are now forbidden from trading with Venezuela, or we'll put the same sanctions on them. Correct. What this cryptocurrency does is it allows Venezuela to go out and say, hey, we will, if you let us pay you in petros in exchange for goods and services, you can then turn those petros in for a actual... Barrel of oil that you can sell on the oil market to whoever you want because there's no sanctions on you. Yeah, we're not. You're not a government. You're a person. You're an individual. Well, not just that, but there are they. What they've done, they've already announced that Poland, Denmark, Honduras, Norway, and Vietnam are investing around 135 million total in this, Hmm. and business people from Brazil have pledged another 300 million in investment which that's a lot of that's a big influx of money for Venezuela mm-hmm. and the thing is it they're doing a, a pre-sale that actually started today as we're recording this Kurt Cobain's birthday of course February 20th okay and the pre-sale goes to March 19th and then on March 20th there's the album drops the <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> the initial coin offering happens, which is the same thing like an IPO for a company means that's the day the public can finally yeah. start buying and trading shares. An initial coin offering is that same thing. That's when the public can start buying and trading shares in this Venezuelan cryptocurrency. Okay. And what it's going to do is basically, this is where I get really skeptical about the opposition in that country. Okay. What they've pointed out is, hey, this is just a way for Maduro to get around sanctions. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a way for Maduro to get around sanctions. It's not It's not Maduro's fault you guys didn't think of cryptocurrency because it wasn't a thing that existed when you came up with yeah. this shitty idea of sanctions. And it's a brilliant fucking idea. Yeah. If he can cut the need to sell oil on the U.S. market in U.S. dollars out of his economy, yeah, problem solved. There it is. That's like, liter- that's literally the only thing holding them back. He can probably he can even keep the fucking currency controls and all the fucking well, uh, corruption in place. He, here's the, if he just does that. Yeah, and here's the crazy thing. Also, uh, Maduro's government has been selling off bonds. Right at like uh, uh, pennies on the dollar. Right, and the U. Goldman Sachs is buying a shit ton of them. Right, and so if this all works, we're yeah. not going to be ha- like we're not just going to let it happen. Like, well, and, but see, that's the crazy part with America's money tied up in Venezuelan bonds. I don't. We no one knows all the contract dealings. I double checked myself and it was very sketchy to find out but there's a lot of those bonds are using oil facilities as collateral oh shit yeah so if if maduro's government defaults on those bonds before a certain time the collateral picked up by these goldman sachs investors is an oil property that's what he used as back, like the same way they're using a barrel of oil right. for this cryptocurrency for those bonds they were using actual facilities 
So he's basically gambling that this cryptocurrency is going to work. It it has to work. It has to, yeah. Because the only the only other option he has in place is the twenty billion China has offered to invest over. Right. I guess I think it was like twenty or thirty years. But when in in that China wants a certain amount of oil facilities for themselves. Right. So right. yeah, he's playing all sides against the middle and hoping something sticks. Yeah, I mean it's a it's really the only thing he can do short of like developing a fucking nuclear weapons program like North Korea or oh, something. Oh, that's next. Yeah, I mean, and who would blame him? But yeah, if this this is a the kind of thing that low key starts wars. Yeah. And if around my birthday mm-hmm. there's going to be an announcement that morning something happens in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it'll be, but I feel like if this and cryptocurrency you, thing works, things are going to get fucking crazy. You see how they've announced what Poland and Denmark and all these smaller nations are investing in this cryptocurrency? There's no talk of Russia. There's zero talk of China. Right. Because they're not. They're just going to do it. Right. Day of. They're not going to announce it ahead of time. They don't want you to know what's coming you're literally going to wake up on the 20th and it's going to you're either going to see a headline of this cryptocurrency changing the market because other countries invested all this money out of nowhere or you're going to see rex tillerson on tv saying we can't let people starve right we need to invade yeah and i think i think with all of the talk of human rights in venezuela that like that's always our pretext for shit like this Mm -hmm. is human rights and I feel like if that cryptocurrency thing works, we're we're gonna hear a lot more of that. Trump's and gonna just come up. Uh, the Zika, Zika virus is very uh, <laughs> Zika is very prevalent, and the children, the children with weird heads. Because it, once that happens, who in the U.S. media do we trust to come out and go? No, 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 no. no but Venezuela's really turning things around with this cryptocurrency stuff. You're not gonna hear uh, that on fucking CNN. Uh, uh, the only place I tune in for international updates, The View. Well, of course. Yeah. 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 Or you could listen to this podcast Ooh. and be so much more up on this shit before but it happens. It would be weird if I listened to the podcast because that means I would have recorded it and then had to go listen oh, to I it don't to listen. learn something. Oh, no, 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 That's no, That's like no. stealing your own soul. I can't do that. Yeah, no, I have a robot edit this thing. <laughs> I don't fucking listen back to it. <laughs> it's programmed to detect any racist shit we say and kick the volume up and then it spits <laughs> it right out. There you go. So let's talk about the last thing. This ties into an episode we're going to do in a couple weeks about the International Criminal Court because they have made some news lately. And here's the thing, Quincy. I barely know what that is. And I, the ICC, that's uh, ITT Tech, was they lost their thing. And then ICC teaches you how to be a computer programmer now. Funny you should say that. I very briefly went to college uh, not even a full semester. Okay. And the college I went to was Illinois Central College. Shit. Oh. ICC. Uh-oh. And people, because it was a junior college, You're would say- a goddamn sleeper agent. They would say it stood for, I can't spell. <laughs> which was my favorite- That's great. Joke. That's great. Yeah. Fuck you guys for trying to get a higher education. <laughs> yeah, you fucking in this idiots. In this weird institution that uses the same books as the good schools. Why aren't you spending more money to get a useless degree? That you, that was my, I shit you not, about eight weeks into college. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm not going to be drugs. a psychologist. Yeah. And I, had, I, I was plenty able to find drugs by then. Adam Todd Brown, attorney at law. Dude, you could have been such a good accident lawyer. Oh, I would hate myself, though. 
But you have like a, a, a two car garage and a above ground pool, like a boss. I'd probably be thriving in Trump's America. That's yeah, for you sure. Would. Yeah, I mean, would. I kind of am anyway. <laughs> but it's fine. So, yeah, the International Criminal Court is going to investigate Venezuela. And I looked into the International Criminal Court. They currently they have their own prison. And doesn't sound sketchy at all. Go on. There are 12 people total incarcerated. It's either 12 or 13 people incarcerated in that prison. And they're all like African warlords who oversaw genocides and all of these crazy atrocities. And now we're going after Venezuela with the International Criminal Court for maybe locking up protesters. That seems like such a different thing. Like there is such a difference between slaughtering millions and millions of people Mm -hmm. and being a little tough on protesters because one of those two things happens a lot. Actually, both of them happen a lot. Well, what we can't get any other international entity to investigate because most of them hate America with Trump in office. They just don't want to deal with any of our bullshit. Right. So if the ICC is the only thing available, well, hey, guys, we need your help. Yeah. Yeah, I that's one way to look at it, but I also wonder <laughs> if it's just another thing we have up our sleeve that we can oh, yeah, send we are, at yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, because, again, the ICC is something, what, you've never heard of? You've, I've heard of it, but like, I, I, that's in, why we're going to do an episode in, about in, it. In terms of its involvement in nas- international affairs, you never watch CNN and go, the ICC intervened and blah, blah, blah. Like, if it happens, right. they've got 13 people in custody total. We've got, we do that in Guantanamo on a Wednesday. Right. You know? Yeah. So for them to be that selective to say, hey, like you said, hey, well, we need to look into the, they, someone stole stamps. Yeah. You know, and it's like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what it makes me want to do is look into the people that are in custody now mm-hmm. in uh, in the International Criminal Court prison, which is like in Sweden or something. I think they're just I think the ICC was formed because somebody really thought the A team could happen. Yeah, it could be. Either that or it's like our last line of defense against fucking countries nationalizing their banana industry or some shit. Well, you don't want them to nationalize them bananas. Plantain. You can't fuck up the plantain market. The banana wars are a real thing. But we got to lock up. So, yeah, they're, they're looking into Venezuela now and Duterte, which that seems a little more Oh, no, Duterte is doing a great job. Uh, the, our president said so. so oh, yeah, that's, you're welcome. That's a good point. So, yeah, the Venezuelan foreign ministry issued a statement questioning why they found out the International Criminal Court is investigating through the media as opposed to the International Criminal Court. (laughs) You mean through the fake news? That (laughs) means the ICC isn't even investigating you guys. (laughs) Don't even think about it anymore. And that's a valid question. Like, why wouldn't the International Criminal Court just go to Venezuela and be like, hey, we're investigating you now? Because it's not like they're trying to keep it a secret by going public with it. Yeah. So that that is, it seems more like a move to kind of put a little question in the air about, like it it just seems like another move toward the human rights. Oh yeah, it's, excuse. It's, it's literally a bunch of idiots working in American government sitting in the room going, "What can we get away with without yeah. any forethought beyond that?" Right. What 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 investor? What can we do to? to mess up this Iranian nuclear deal. Like, what's the most we can get away with? Yeah. And then instead of saying, okay, we could try this, are there ramifications? They go, oh, we can do that? Okay, then just do it. 
What's interesting, speaking of Iran, I didn't put it in the notes, but they're trying to join the International Criminal Court. Ooh. Like they want to be a part of the body that goes out and investigates Ooh. and prosecutes people. That would be interesting. That's that's a spicy update. Yeah. You gotta keep an eye on that. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> that's a spicy falafel. That's a spicy kukuro. <laughs> so that's what's going on in Venezuela. Things are still really, 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 really bad. And and on Adam's birthday, send him a happy birthday and a hashtag pray for Venezuela at the same time. Yeah. Two but, birds with one stone, guys. You got you got 240 characters. You can make it all fit. Impress all your family and friends by keeping an eye on Venezuela for like the first part of March. Yeah. And you'll see it coming. And Actually, you won't see it coming because they probably won't make it national news because they're trying to be as sneaky and underhanded with this crap as possible. Uh, but you'll yeah. see a headline about it. Yeah. L- read the BBC, Reuters, mm-hmm. something like that. You'll see Guardian. Like a, watch Fox News and then at the bottom it'll just say, U.S. helps Venezuela. And then you know, okay, it's we're done. Yeah. yeah. We're done. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what's going on. We should, This goes up this week. Ooh. So Ooh, hot. Hot takes. And this is a free episode so just a reminder you can get two bonus episodes of what in the world every month if you subscribe on patreon.com slash unpops you get bonus episodes of damn near all the podcasts that i I co-host for the low low price of full what are we doing 5.99 95 five dollars five american dollars for three hundred thousand bolivar right you can subscribe and get we, what Unpops is blowing up right now. We got like 57, or not 57, but we got a, a numerous amount of podcasts fresh for you every week. Yeah. Here. Unless you're in Venezuela, get get at us and we'll figure out a way to just get the episodes to you. <laughs> but just the what in the world episodes. Yeah, don't yeah, get we don't, greedy. We, we don't want, we can't just be giving you pretty yeah, scary. You're going to have to loot yeah. your friend's computer for the rest of the we, downloads. We can't, we can't give you new podcasts like uh, Bleak and Review no. and uh, La Brujaha. We can't just give you that. Yeah. But we will keep you informed about what's happening in Venezuela because we love you as we, president of podcast. We legitimately we do. Yeah. I don't like. I don't want Venezuela to get destroyed by the American government, but it's probably coming. <laughs> so yeah, subscribe on Patreon.com/slash/unpops, and you can hear a bunch of extra episodes. And uh, call our voicemail line. We're we're going to start taking voicemails on all the shows. For the love of God, specify what show you're calling about. <laughs> but the number is 505-386-7677. That's 505-3-UNPOPS. Mm, dial in. Are you are you looking for hot singles to chat? I'm sorry, this is the wrong job. Okay, I'll do that later. Sorry. Well, yeah, but I do need you to update the do, voicemail oh, yeah. line with that. Do these guys, do they know about the unpop sex line? Or are we advertising that yet? Or? Not yet. We're still working out some kinks. Oh, hey. <laughs> No, that's for you. I'm pointing Uh, at the audience right now, guys. We all enjoyed that so much. Man, that was great. (laughs) What do you got to plug, Quincy? Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in Tucson, Arizona, I will be at Laughs Comedy Cafe in Tucson on the 23rd and the 24th of this month, February. And then also, if you are in the city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I will be out there for the Burning Bridges Comedy Festival, Festival, April 11th through April 15th. Come hang out. Let's uh, drink some cheap bears. And eat sandwiches with French fries on them. Yes. That's yes, the only stereotype of, of Pittsburgh I know. Primanti Brothers. Okay. The fries look better than the sandwich, if really? I'm being honest. But see, I'm, try it. See how I'm it goes. I'm such a tourist now at this point when I go to new cities. I just look at what's been on dr- diners, drive-ins, yep. and dives, and then I branch out from there. Absolutely. All right. Let's Looking get the, for a garlic bomb. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> 
Quincy. Say goodbye. Bye, people. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>